It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are seconds away from hearing the daily Locked On podcast you love, but I'd like to tell you about another podcast I think you'll like. Rejecting the Screen, hosted by NBA experts Noah Kozlov and Adam Stanko, features provocative interviews with NBA stars and unique perspectives from around the game. Subscribe to Rejecting the Screen wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, Hoops Heads. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Warriors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Aliko Carter. I appreciate all my new listeners. You can join me daily for in-depth coverage of the Warriors and the teams they face. You can also check out my writing on Forbes.com and BleacherReport.com and email me at AlicoCarter11 at gmail.com with any questions, comments. If you just want to chop it up about some hoops, I'm always available. You can also tweet me at Kojitare, K-O-G-I-T-A-R-E. Now, I want to start by addressing Steph Curry's injury. Uh, he'll be reevaluated in two weeks. There's no structural damage on that right ankle, that surgically repaired ankle. That's good to hear. But we have at least, you know, six games without without Steph Curry, who's our bellwether. So that's going to be an interesting transition going into toward toward the meat of the season. The first game of that stretch is tonight in Charlotte. We'll discuss that matchup in the first segment. In the second segment, we're going to go back in time to Stephen Curry's 54-point game at Madison Square Garden. And in the third segment, we'll revisit Steph's injury and discuss what the Warriors are going to look like with him out of the lineup. Now, I want to get to this Charlotte matchup, but first I want to talk to you about my favorite fantasy sports site. Fantasy sports fans, listen up. Did you know that your chances of winning on draft are 80% better than on salary cap sites? That's why draft is my favorite. No more getting crushed by the pros. And it's not just me. More than a million people have already downloaded Draft 2. Play in a real live NBA draft right now. Be done in under five minutes and get paid out the next day. Drafts are filling every second so you can join whenever you want. All new players get a free entry into real money draft when you make your first deposit, but you have to use my promo code, LO Warriors. That's right, play in a real money draft just for free by using my promo code, LO Warriors. But it gets even better. Draft is so sure you'll love it that they're even offering Locked On Warriors listeners a money-back guarantee up to $100. Just search Draft in your app store or go to Draft.com and come play free right now with promo code LOWARRIORS. All right, I'm joined by my friend and roommate and recurring guest on this show, Miles Johnson. Miles, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me again. And uh, let's start with uh, with Charlotte. What can we face Stephless in, in Charlotte today? Uh, Kimba Walker has been playing under the radar amazing so far this year, but I haven't really gotten to see this team play. I've had to look up their stats and, and uh, kind of extrapolate what to expect tonight um, because I just they haven't been on television. 
And um, I know Steve, Steve Clifford is a great coach, and Kemba is having a fantastic, maybe another all-star season. But um, I, uh, other than that, Charlotte is a blank slate for me. Yeah, I've watched a couple of Charlotte games. Uh, they've played the Wizards, I think, at least once uh, this season. They're quite a bit better on, at home than they are on the road. So it's 8-3 and three at home versus 1-10 and 10 on the road. So the fact that they're in Charlotte tonight um, certainly bodes better for them, as does the injury to, to Steph, because that's going to make Kemba Walker or Malik Monks, one of those guys' jobs, a lot easier on defense, certainly. Um, but I, I'm also curious about this Charlotte team because they're a team that's struggling to sort of uh, make some headway into the top eight contests out east. Um, they're 9-13. and 13. Um, Yeesh. But, but at the same time, this seems a really good rebounding team, and they're a, you know average team scoring the basketball. Um, so I'm not sure if, if this is a situation where they're a little bit better than the record suggests and they kind of just have to kick it into high gear. Um, or whether this is just a case of a team that's overall mediocre and, you know, is being propelled by the likes of uh, Kimball Walker and what is some rightfully pretty uh, outstanding rebounding. Word. Yeah, Dwight Howard, resurgent season. Um, he's had... Uh, a number of 2015 games, I think, twenty uh, maybe one 2020 game. Uh, and um, I, I know he's out there trying to trying to swallow up boards and, and uh, prove his worth in, uh, in a new environment. So that's really cool to see. Um, I didn't know they were such a good rebounding team overall, though, but it makes sense uh, given their roster. Uh, but I want to talk about Kimba Walker um, because we were talking about him earlier and you said he had... Um, a quality about him that you just going all the way back to UConn uh, that he was just going to be good that you know he's not particularly excellent at anything but he's just he he, he takes the sum of his parts and and makes makes something that's 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 more yeah I'm, I'm not necessarily someone who is always into you know dissecting intangibles but Kimball Walker is is one of those guys that I like personally would want on my side in a knife fight um and what I mean by that is guys like Walker uh Damian Lillard uh you know of course Kobe was like this there gets to be a certain part of the game that if it's close and they feel like they have a chance to take over, they're going to take over, and they're going to win the basketball game. You yeah. Know? And there's something, like, about how many, like, different late-game heroics we've seen from, from Kemba going all the way back to the step back he hit over Wanamaker. Oh, that was uh, so beautiful. The pick game in the in the Big East tournament. What was it? 2000, like... 10 or... No, it was, it was before 2012, but I was in high school when it happened. Word. So it wow. Like He's... Wow. Kimba's been around. 10. Um, but anyway, I, I say all to say, uh, Kimba has, is, is averaging... He's what, about 23 points a game, 6 assists, uh, about 4 rebounds. He's... You know, it's not a bad season. Um, but I, I just... I, I think this is, again, a, a case where Charlotte... No, it's an all-star season. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, in the East... I just I just think Charlotte, in terms of pieces around him, I mean, they've gotten a great shooter 
Adam Malik Monk, but he's a rookie, so he's only averaging about seven and a half points a game. Mm. Um, then you've got, uh, you know, a bunch of a bunch of like really big guys, which I think is what is contributing to them, uh, you know, being so good rebounding the basketball. But it's not really anybody else on this team that can really like score. Mm. You know, you're not going to give the ball even to somebody like Dwight and say, you know, go give me thirty points. Yeah, you know, Dwight's not gonna get you thirty points on any given night. No. Um, and, you know, that's with him averaging, uh, you know, 15 points a game, only on 10 shots. So, Dwight's only, you know, taking 10 shots every game. He's not even in a position where they're giving him the ball that much to score. Yeah, and I always was hoping that uh, Nick Batum would become one of those guys. But the the injury history is just so dicey. And he really has kind of fallen into a... I mean, I, I, I hate to compare him to another Frenchman, but... Um, he has the kind of savviness of a, um, why is Mikhail Petrus coming to mind? Wrong Frenchman. Uh, I'm talking about, um, played for the Suns, played for the Spurs, now plays for the Utah Jazz. Diaw! Why did I, why did that name escape me? Um, but, uh, the ability to see the court, uh, the rebounding, the, uh, ability to run the floor, but also to, uh, lead the break. Um, and I, I was just hoping that his scoring would, would, would blossom, but injuries have hampered his, his whole, his whole, his whole thing. Yeah. I mean, I have, and, and, you know, he's not even the top 10, I don't think in, in terms of usage on the team, he's, you know, being utilized less than guys like Frank Kaminsky. So it's just, it's not, I don't think it's what the offense is, is trying to orient themselves around. Like, you know, the, the top guys in terms of. You know, who they're trying to get the ball to are, you know, Kemba, Dwight, Jeremy Lamb, uh, but, you know, and, and Malik Monk. But again, the, and that's the thing with rookies, um, you know, it, it just ta- it takes some time to, you know, really develop. Um, so I think Charlotte is, uh, maybe this is just not their year, you know, to like contend. contend. Is it ever going to be their year? But uh, anyway, moving on to um, the Warriors. Uh, no Steph tonight. Sean Livingston starting in his place. A number of other injuries. Draymond uh, is uh, doubtful. And um, Zaza is coming back after missing one game. Uh, so the, the Warriors are a little banged up on this road trip. And uh, it's going to be tough if Draymond isn't able to go without Steph because that's, your t- that's 13 assists right there. 14 assists. So... Uh, where's the offense and the motor going to come from? Um, I'd say that we can expect Kevin Durant to really put his uh, stamp on this that game. That's going to be my guess. <laughs> um, but I'm I'm always of the opinion that Clay should get more shots. Me uh, too. I've been talking about it. More shots for Clay. Yeah, I I, I think that. I think I mean, I, I think it's easy, right, to to go to Kevin Durant, right, because he's Kevin Durant. He can create any shot he wants. Um, but I I think, and we're going to talk about this, I guess, a little later, um, you know, depending on, like, what type of team you want to be, if you want to, like, keep the Warriors' identity, like, intact, like, that's a team that, like, has a lot of movement, a lot of motion cuts, and that's not just going to be, you know, orienting itself around, you know, one player. That's not really ever been this team's identity. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see now that Steph is out, whether that means that 
someone like Livingston is going to have to just shoot the ball a lot more, whether they're going to have to rely on somebody like McCaw to come in to maybe provide a, a bit more of an outside threat, but or 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 whether we're going to see a shift in in how this team plays basketball until Steph comes back and maybe even afterwards. I would love that. I would love for for Kerr to institute a new KD centric system that is that that utilizes his skills. Uh, but yeah, we'll 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 get to that. That that's something that we're eager to talk about right now. Um, but uh, quick note: five years ago, six years ago, excuse me, in March. So that was two thousand eleven. Uh, when Kimba hit that shot over Wanamaker. Uh, in March of 2011. Right, I was in high school. The only reason I remember, I remember being in the library uh, as we were all watching this game, and we all lost our minds when he hits, when he hits the shot, and I remember like running us running out of the library. Nice. Is there anything more craveable than the smell of McDonald's fries? If someone's hiding an order of fries, they're never hiding it well. It takes one whiff to trigger a fry craving that will only be satisfied the McDonald's way. So stand up if you would like to taste the smell of a McDonald's fry right now. Did you just stand? Because if you did, then you earned yourself a trip to the McDonald's drive through for your own steamy carton of crispy golden goodness. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Is your company interested in advertising to men between the ages of 18 and 44? If that's the case... You guys should be sponsoring this podcast. Locked on Warriors is listened to by 98% men and 80% between the ages of 18 and 44. So if you want men between 18 and 44, this is your spot. Plus, our rates are reasonable. Email me at alicocarter11 at gmail.com to find out. All right, now we're going to quickly take it back in time because I do want to spend more time in that third segment talking about uh, the Warriors without Stephen Curry. Uh, but 54-point um, game, Madison Square Garden, 2013, February. I was there, um, and uh, this was Stephen Curry's coming out party. He had just been snubbed for the All-Star game, um, so he had yet to make an All-Star team. But this is still his career high, and he did it in the world's most famous arena. Um, there's nothing like going to a game at MSG. I still believe that. Um, I, I just haven't experienced... Uh, you know, New York, it's, it's, it's magic. It's magic. And Steph made magic that night. Yeah, it was great. Not sure how many people remember, but the night before, uh, at Indiana... He had 38 on 14-20 shooting oh, and 7-10. I or 10 do points. remember that, that. He was on a tear that month. So that was his season high, and then he comes in the garden and drops 54 on the 2013 Knicks, the beloved 2013 Knicks. Yeah, 54-win uh, Knicks. Yeah. The, <laughs> the, the one time in the last however many years that the triangle actually worked for the Knicks. <laughs> um, yeah, it was, it was a great game. It's an, another one of those games... Uh, that Steph has turned in that's, you know, after a while you realize that there's just, like, such a large chasm between all of these guys in the NBA and every other human being on the planet. Oh, right? yeah. Like, oh, and, yeah. And then once you start thinking about the upper echelon guys like Steph, like, there's there's no way in a million takes any of us could, like, replicate even half of what he did. Like, some of these shots, the, the shot that uh, after he does the crossback, um, oh like god that was a good one gets hit by Chandler and still mm-hmm. knocks it down mm-hmm. I mean like these are these are plays that you realize and you're watching and you're like I'm uh, this is something that's so special this is yeah. like what 
to me, like, that's always, like, the really beautiful part of sports is just, like, how athletic and, like, what yeah. these guys can do with their body. The, the cliche is video game, but I've always found that pejorative. Like, why would we compare it to a video game? This is, like, human beings doing things that only a few, a handful of human beings can actually do. Yeah. It's really, really amazing. Yeah, I mean, it, and it's, it's, like, how far you can push the human body like like people like serena williams who you, you watch her matches coming back for the australian open baby and about to once again reign supreme nobody's gonna come and touch her ever again <laughs> she's the goat don't ever look at her in her eyes you know what i mean like but, she, but crip walking all over the line but every like all of these all these athletes like are just so immensely talented in games like this you you are really reminded of like how just like how different <laughs> like i don't know me personally just have to have different things yeah are. so quick notes on that game uh the warriors lost that game 109 to 105 yep. uh carmelo was good steph was amazing but uh he couldn't translate that into a win it was the young warriors the baby warriors if you will uh that season they went to the playoffs as the sixth seed beat um the nuggets in six games and then took the the Spurs to six uh, to six as well, and Steph uh, got injured in that series and wasn't himself after the first game. Uh, you know, it was uh, it was the start of something special. Um, but anyway, I want to transition to a uh, a discussion about what the Warriors are going to be without Steph. But first, guys, surprise your girlfriends this Christmas. Don't get her another sweater. Instead, visit enclosedlingerie.com. Enclosed features seriously high-end designer lingerie sourced from around the world. They also have amazing teddies, robes, and other lingerie options. This is an effortless gift for you to give because Enclosed takes care of all of the details for you. They customize your gift for your wife or girlfriend based on the gift giver's preferences. Size guarantee means you can't mess up. Enclosed gets the fit right 98% of the time. It's the gift that keeps on giving because Enclosed sends out a new gift every month. You just sit back and she enjoys the surprises month after month. Tens of thousands of men and women love Enclosed. Use code WARRIORS for $20 off your first order at EnclosedLingerie.com. Support for this podcast comes from CDW and Adobe. At CDW, we get your organization can be demanding. We know you're in there. I know. The marketing team's outside my office. They want their Adobe update now. With Adobe's value incentive plan, deployed by the experts at CDW, you can quickly and easily manage software subscriptions for the whole team. On Acrobat and Creative Cloud? All included. Cool. Guys, I'm coming out. Don't hurt me. For a satisfied digital workforce, you need Adobe and IT orchestration by CDW. People who get it. Find out more at cdw.com slash adobe. All right, I want to get to the matter at hand, which is that Steph Curry is going to be out for at least two weeks. Zach Lowe wrote an ex- at ESPN wrote an excellent piece uh, chronicling the silliness of the Curry versus Durant debate, but also what Curry means to the offense and what an offense without Curry might look like with uh in the next few weeks with durant as the anchor um i encourage you to go read it and read everything that zach Lowe writes because he is he's the goddamn best um anyway the crux of it is that stephen curry is the engine uh that the warrior system is built around uh it's built around his gravity it's built around his um ability to shoot 40 percent from 30 feet and it's um, going to look different without him. 
the Warriors have never quite mustered um, excellence without Curry on the floor offensively. Uh, it's been their defense that have, that has carried them this year without Curry on the floor, um, as I've noted in previous uh, podcasts. Uh, but yeah, Curry is out, and Durant still one of the top one, two best offensive players in the league. I mean, I, I don't think there's anybody that is a better offensive player on the planet than Kevin Durant. I don't think. Unless I'm... No, you're right. You're right. I mean, just, it, when you talk about skill set and size combined, I, he's seven feet tall. He handles like a point guard, and he can shoot from anywhere on the floor. Yeah, that crossover. Uh, oh, I mean, my goodness. He gets people with that crossover. I love it. Uh, but he's gonna be he's gonna be the centerpiece of everything going on. Um, and uh, there were Steph has missed a few games where Durant has played. Uh, last season he did spend some time out, and Durant was out there by himself. But uh, this team is this is gonna be a new look for the Warriors. It's gonna be a new look uh, for an extended period of time potentially. I'm sure that Kerr is going to want to nurse Curry back to health slowly um, and not you know. Uh, the timetable is two weeks as of right now, right? Uh, yeah, the timetable is reevaluate in two weeks. You know that 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 can mean anything, um, but no structural damage, as I said before, um, and hopefully he'll be back in those two weeks or at least by Christmas. That would be nice if he was back by Christmas. I should say just for the the sake of the games. Oh yeah, you know you don't want to watch, not nothing against the rest of the Warriors, but you don't want to watch the games without stuff. No, no, you definitely don't. Um, that's, that's the crazy thing about Steph. I can watch the Warriors without KD and it's okay. Like Steph is the Warriors, you know, it's, and we were talking about this. I mean, I think it just, it depends on what kind of, like what, what kind of goals like you're trying to accomplish and like what time, what kind of team you like are trying to comprise, right? Because you could, you know, orient your offense entirely through Kevin Durant, I think you'd be fine. I think you'd be more than fine. I think you'd be, like, a championship contender and right. probably favorite, right? As, as he has been in the past in Oklahoma City. But, like, what we've seen from Curry's just since, like, even just since 2014 has been, like, the total warping of, like, what defenses understand to be, like, true and total axioms, right? Like, he is totally shattered you know, entire schools of thought when it comes to, like, how to orchestrate defenses. And he's somewhat, he's, he's like, the best floor spacer in the history of the game. Right? Yeah, like, guard like, that man. Like, you have to essentially pick this guy up at half court. Yeah, and, and the one time they didn't and the game was in his hands, he ho- hoisted from 38 and right, I mean, trained like, it. Right, ask, ask, you know, Clay Bennett whether you have to pick up yeah. Steph Curry from half ask court. Ask KD. You know, I... So it, it depends on, like, what you're trying to do. Like, if you're trying to, you know, be able to <clears throat> institute an offense that's similar to what we saw in the pre-Kevin Durant Warriors, you'd obviously want Steph Curry. You wouldn't have that same dynamic. You wouldn't have that same amount of floor spacing. You wouldn't, you know, be able to keep defenses whatever the adjective is that is more than honest, right? Because that's what happens when and Steph is on the floor, you're essentially, you know, putting the defense down a man because everyone has to stick to him all the time. Yeah. Right? Or you can get someone who is a perfect offensive player, right? Like, yeah. Like, right. Yeah. like Kevin Durant, right? And so 
you know, it, I think at that point it's just a matter of preference. It's a matter of personnel, too. I mean, I'm not sure that right now at their current construction there is someone who can fill Curry's role that can shoot well enough to that to sort of, you know, mimic that type of effect that he has on defenses. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think... Um, and to and to do uh, Zach Lowe noted that uh, Pat McCall was going to get some drive and kick opportunities that they don't really have guys who drive and kick outside of Stephen Curry. Yeah, and I was just I'm just I was just trying to you know before I brought up McCall's is look up you know his his three point stats and oh yeah McCall can shoot and he's gotten that shot off more quickly than uh, he used to. But he's not, he's not even taking one and a half threes a game, so I wonder if that will change uh, now that he'll see you know, some extended minutes with Curry being out and, and, and if he's going to be playing you know, with those first units coming out of the... Uh, especially coming out of the third quarter, I would imagine, um, if he's going to have to shoot that outside shot a little more. Yeah. Um, or, or, or again, or if they're going to like, you know, implement a more KD-centric offense that we don't know anything about yet. Yeah, uh, and also, oh God, Clay Thompson still there. He's still there. <laughs> Iron Man. Clay Thompson has only missed, I believe, one or two games uh, in his career due to injury, uh, and one game because of the death of a family member. Um, like how many, he, how many dunks do you think Clay Thompson had last season? If you had to guess, seven, five. Yeah, yeah. That's that's, that's still like one like like weird NBA stat from last year that I always like. Five dunks all year. <laughs> six seven, <laughs> with with arms that are at least six seven, but no, he doesn't have the hops like that. Like if you watch the Warriors, even like casually, you've probably seen every Clay Thompson dunk. That's <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, uh, how many assisted? How many unassisted three pointers does Clay Thompson have this season? Unassisted. Mm-hmm. Seven. One. Yeah, I was. I, I almost said two, but I was like, "There's no way it's that low." Yeah, no, it totally is. It totally is. He's made eighty-six three-pointers as of today, and I believe, uh, it, as of a couple of weeks ago, only one had been assisted, and that that might have changed since unassisted, and that might have changed since then. But uh, yeah, Clay is also an anomaly, and kudos to Zach Lowe referring to Clay as probably the second best shooter ever. We appreciate that. We appreciate facts. <laughs> I'm, I I read that and then I, I just I'm trying to think who you would who would who would take most umbrage with that would like like who's knocking on Zach Lowe's door for is it Ray Allen? Oh, it's is definitely it Reggie, Ray Allen. Is it Reggie Miller? But it's not Reggie Miller. Poor Reggie. Reggie. Would you, would you rather have Ray Allen than Clay Thompson? Like peak 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 Ray Allen right now, or Clay Thompson at it, at his current? Well, what you're trading is playmaking for defense. Um, I think in that analogy, Clay, uh, uh, obviously, um, right. You'd lose a lot on the other end. Of the floor. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking mostly offensively, mostly offensively. Um, I'd have to go with clay because he's never shot under 40% ever. Ray Allen did. I'm, I'm, I'm by no means sticking up for Ray Allen. I, I think Steph and clay in that order. Yeah, my my friend Bart referred to Clay as uh, evolutionary Ray Allen when he was drafted. He was really high on Clay, Um, and he's shown that and more. Um, He's like the Terminator, but if the Terminator only shot threes. And if he just, like, wiggled his uh, shoulder, like, every two seconds like this. Um, 
they're not playing with Steph, and it, it's a brave new world. Um, I'm hoping for a clay game before I get a Durant game. I'm hoping for a clay game. I just love clay games. They're just so jubilant. Um, but, you know, I'll take a Durant game too. Just uh, next man up. Anyway, that's my pod for the day. Thanks for listening. I'll catch you tomorrow. And as usual, stay thoughtful, Hoops Heads. Hey, Bay Area sports fans, this is Ben Kaspic, host of the Locked On Giants podcast, which should be the next Locked On podcast you fire up in your feed. The MLB offseason is closing in, and I'll have you covered every day, breaking down the rumors, speculation, and transactions that'll shape next year's Giants team. Subscribe to Locked On Giants right now on your favorite podcast provider. This is Josh Lloyd, the host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast, the number one fantasy basketball podcast in the world. If you're looking for information regarding fantasy basketball, recaps of the NBA, this is the show for you. We are heading into the offseason and starting to get ready for the 2020-2021 fantasy season. We'll have all the information on what happens through the rest of the playoffs, free agency, the NBA draft, and then heading into a big 2021 season. So make sure you're checking out the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast.